good morning, and welcome to episode 482 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballPerspectus.com, presented by the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I'm Sam Miller with Ben Lindbergh, and that looks like a 1996 Honda Civic that just drove <laughs> me. Uh, how are you, Ben? Okay, how are you? Pretty good. Um, so, anything, by the way, real quick? Mm, anything? No, don't think so. Um, so today we're going to talk about the uh, the Astros uh, leaked trade discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros have a uh, an I don't know how you describe it. They have a uh, you know an online system where they can enter all their trade discussions, so they're easily accessible to everybody in the front office. Uh, it's a clever bit of uh, information management. Uh, you can see how it would be really useful, uh, kind of useful. You can see how it would be kind of useful, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that this actually seems like the sort of thing that uh, is quite as useful as many of the other things that technology is used for, but mm-hmm. kind of useful. Um, and uh, one, of the, one, one of the things it's very useful for is if you want to hack into their system and find out <laughs> what they said about everybody, uh, it's all there for you. So yes. somebody, somebody did that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even think we need to say allegedly that Jeff uh, Lunau acknowledged it. Um, mm-hmm. And so somebody did this, posted a bunch of these rumors online. Deadspin uh, then did an article about these rumors online. Jeff Luno and uh, uh, did a press conference in which he talked about these rumors being online. So uh, it's uh, it's all um, real. Uh, although uh, according to the Astros, some of the things that were said, uh, according to the Astros, were quote embellished, embellished or completely or, fabricated. Completely fabricated. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about some of those. Uh, we're going to talk about. I guess we're going to. Well, we'll talk about the the bigger issue. Maybe we'll talk about some of the smaller things. Uh, but I guess the first question is, Ben. Yes. Is, should we talk about this? Is this is it uh, responsible for us to talk about this? Is it ethical for us to be talking about this? Is do should we feel guilt about talking about this? I don't think so. I saw saw some people in various comment sections on various sites criticizing the authors for for drawing attention to this issue i i mean certainly after the initial report maybe you could maybe you could say that that deadspin shouldn't have done a big post about it and drawn everyone's attention to it i don't know i don't know how long these files were sitting on this this site anon bin the the anonymous data sharing site well i guess i guess i do know they were posted on on june 28th so they were sitting there for a couple days and and no one seemed to know about them and then deadspin did a post on it maybe they were tipped off to it by someone and then it was everywhere so you maybe 260 yeah 264 yeah. unique uh, thousand uniques on deadspin which is uh right. which is very high for them so even right. even mm-hmm. just even just on deadspin uh, a particularly high amount of attention paid to it, and then I assume you, uh, I assume lots of people wrote about it, and now we're talking about it. Yes. So you know, if you or I had stumbled across these files two days ago when they were posted, I'm gonna guess that we would not have done a big post at BP about them. But you know, that's not really BP's thing. That very much is Deadspin's thing. I mean, is it is it ethical? Is it not ethical? I, you know, someone put it out there. That's what they do to get traffic. That's what they always have done to get traffic. It certainly worked well for them. I wouldn't be completely comfortable with it if I were if I were the one. So, so I don't know how much. I I guess the illegally is 
is the line that you, not everybody crosses, but of course many publications feel fine. Co- I guess, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know why, if we wouldn't publish it, why we would talk about it. Um, I mean, I don't it, know. you because, don't think there's any difference between being the one who makes everyone aware of it and then just analyzing it after everyone already knows? Yeah, no, sure. There's a difference between stealing a billion dollars and stealing a dollar too, but they're both, you know, the, they're both wrong, right? It's just what, you know, the difference in wrongness doesn't kind of negate the absolute wrongness of each. Mm. Uh, and I don't feel like this is wrong at all. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm asking this question, should we talk about it? I, of course we should talk about it. Why wouldn't sure. we talk about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, there's no doubt we would talk about it. So I don't know. I don't know why I don't, I guess what I'm getting at is that, um, I would, I agree. I, I think if, if, uh, if I were given all this, it would be a difficult decision. I don't know what I would do. Maybe the answer is that, uh, certainly I wouldn't publish it. I'm not sure, but I don't know what the, I don't know exactly what makes it unpublishable. I don't know what the principle is mm-hmm. that, um, we are unwilling to, to cross. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as we're comfortable talking about it, I guess that seems fine. Do you have a problem with Deadspin doing it? Not really. No. Once it's out there in public, I assume it's just inevitable that someone will draw attention to it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, they didn't break into the house, no. right? Some, somebody else broke in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all they're doing is what we're doing. They're talking about information that has been released by somebody else. Uh, the, just the fact that they're a bigger entity and that they were in a position to make an impact doesn't change that all they're doing is what we're doing. And mm-hmm. we don't feel guilty about what we're doing. I do not. And yet, you would feel guilty about doing what they did if you were you. Maybe. And, and you were us. That's interesting. Anyway, I don't, we're <laughs> not going to get to an answer. I don't, I don't think either of us knows what we would really do. Uh, and it's an interesting question, but just making sure that I would, <laughs> that I can waste eight minutes of everybody's time <laughs> wondering about whether we should be talking about this. All right. Anyway, to get mm-hmm. to the point, uh, uh, lots and lots and lots. The, one of the things that I would say that was most enjoyable about these rumors is that almost every player in baseball was named. <laughs> <laughs> like you get you, like like obviously like Bud Norris, for instance, was the uh, one of the Astros' big trade chits last uh, summer, and so you know he gets named a lot. But it's just sort of shocking how many different names are brought up. You you like you know that clubs are talking about Bud Norris, but you don't realize just how many clubs like like the Braves called just to let him know that Paul Janish or is it Yanish Janish. was available. Yanish Paul Yanish was available just. In case you needed to know, the Astros <laughs> did technically have discussions about Paul Yanish. They were mm-hmm. not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one interesting thing, is just how many players are talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what did you think was an interesting thing? I think it's interesting how much of it does not go through general managers. Yes, um, I mean, very interesting. That's, a- I mean, that's, AGMs talking to AGMs. Yeah, which is something I've, you know, I've heard and read that, and it didn't completely shock me, but it was... It's interesting to see how much of the the Astros trade chatter goes through David Stern, say, or uh, you know that that Yanish rumor was a was a Kevin Goldstein contribution, and and there were uh, their counterparts with other teams taking parts taking part in these discussions as well. Um, so you know that's interesting. I, I guess it makes sense if if you have a relationship with someone who is not the GM on another team, maybe you 
maybe you're more willing to talk to someone who's not the GM. It seems a little less weighty if you're not talking to the GM. It's easier to do in an informal way, and you know that that the information will be passed on to the entire internet eventually. Uh, then, then it it makes sense to conduct discussions that way and not have to not have to have everything go through a, a single person at the top. And uh, I mean the other. The other interesting thing, which uh, again, it's it's possible that some of this is not completely accurate, but the amount of it that you're willing to believe, uh, the Astros were basically shooting for the moon on on every player they talked about, every new team they talked to, they seemed to immediately ask for that team's most attractive prospect, even when when the player they were dangling in return was Bud Norris, for instance. Um, I think it was RJ said to me, RJ Anderson said to me earlier that the the Astros essentially come off like the most annoying owner in your fantasy league. <laughs> that that whoever whoever they have available, they want your best player back. So there there are many examples of this in here. Uh, you know, when they were talking to the Orioles, where Bundy eventually went, and you know he eventually went for uh, Norris. Norris. Uh, yes, Norris. Uh, he eventually went to the Orioles for, you know, Josh Hader and LJ Hose and, and not not top guys, but it started with Gossman and started with Bundy. Um, and of course, you know, that was kind of dismissed more or less out of hand. And uh, and it and it's funny to read just, you know, the most humorous lines are when the Astros ask for someone really really good and then the the person they're talking to just doesn't respond like the the best Man, line was yeah. that the rizzo yeah the best line is is july 26th last year rizzo called jeff lunau to inquire on lucas harrell jeff lunau told him we would still need a headliner like giolito because we still value harrell highly rizzo did not respond immediately <laughs> and of course you're you're imagining rizzo sitting there in stunned silence that they would ask for <laughs> lucas giolito in return for lucas harrell and also, we don't. I guess we don't have. I guess we're not seeing all of them. But we we did then get to see months of of rumors after. And as far as we can tell, Rizzo did not respond ever. <laughs> like <laughs> like we know that we're living in the future. The whoever inputted this into the database was not living in the future, so right. they could only say he did not respond immediately. We could just append an update. Rizzo did not respond. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't seem like every every update is in here. Again, we don't. We don't know what's not real, but it seems like some things that are real just are not in here because there are some there are some gaps, you know, like when the Astros and Rockies were talking about the Dexter Fowler trade. It seems like one second they're talking and then it's not really mentioned again. But of course, that trade happened. So, you know, there's no final note like, yeah, this is definitely happening, that sort of thing. So and there are some some gaps in time where you figure that something must have happened during that period. So. So there's probably some stuff missing, but but the the same sort of thing with with Boston. Of course, they were they were talking to the Red Sox too, and they're asking for Bogarts and Webster and Bradley and Owens and all these top people for for fairly marginal players. Uh, maybe the most interesting thing is that it at least sounds like Alex Anthopoulos was willing to consider Marcus Stroman in some of these deals. Yeah. which uh, sets him apart from the other people that seem to immediately reject or or propose a lesser player. Um, Stro- Stroman has mentioned a couple times. 
the pirates too. They uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Huntington said that. Wait, at one point Huntington said, "Am I right? Do I am I remembering this right? That uh, that Glasnow was was sort of suggested as possible." Uh, Luno I, asked for Glasnow and Heredia, or Glasnow and Kagan. Yeah. And, Pitt said Pitt yeah. said they wouldn't trade Tylon or Polanco. Might consider one of Glasnow, Heredia, right. or Hansen. Mm-hmm. So might consider. There's two hedges there. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean the these guys are all. It seems like might consider is almost like based on the language that is used in these. Might consider seems to be would do it in the next five minutes because these guys are always speaking in extremes. Like right. they, you know, you ask for the best player and you wouldn't you wouldn't consider anybody less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you might consider that probably means, I don't know, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't mean that, but you know, it's suggestive that he would consider it. He, he would do it maybe even. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I mean, that would have, but probably, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't consider it because that didn't happen. And mm-hmm. you'd think that the Astros, if the Astros could have gotten class now, you think they probably would have. Right. So the Astros were sort of the, the butt of some internet jokes for, for asking for the world for all of these players who are not marquee players. They're you know, Bud Norris and, and Lucas Harrell. So, uh, Lucas Harrell, by the way, Giolito for Harrell is <laughs> incredible. Like, that's an incredible, incredible. I mean, like, Harrell last year had five, uh, what, like a 5.7 ERA. He led the league in losses. He had 5.2 strikeouts per nine and 5.2 walks per nine. And he was 28. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, like, they were posturing with Harrell. Who, uh, I mean, that's incredible. Like that, like you mentioned the fantasy, or I guess RJ mentioned the the guy in your fantasy league. And my suspicion is that there's a lot of guys like that yeah. in baseball um, who are running teams. But don't you think? Like I hate that guy right. in fantasy <laughs> league, and, and I don't. I quit making him offers. I don't even want to give him the credit of of making a deal with him. Do you think this ever matters? Do you think it ever comes down to a team going? I just don't like that guy. I don't like talking to him about trades. I don't like having this absurd response to my good faith proposal. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to call him as much. Do you think that happens or are these guys, you know, there's there's so few teams and, um, you know, every team has so many needs that uh, you can really do this with impunity knowing that, you know, it's, it's, it's all, uh, you know, everybody knows what you're doing. Nobody cares that much and you'll always get a trade done when you need to. I think it happens. Not that you would burn the guy's Mizdis card and never speak to him again. But but if it comes down to you're interested in a few different players on a few different teams and, and you know that this guy's going to come back to you and ask for your best prospect automatically, then then maybe you just go to those other teams first and maybe one of them gets a deal done instead of this guy. So I would I would think so. I think I think that that happens. I don't know just reading from this, you know, we haven't gotten equivalent leaks for the other 29 teams so we don't we don't know what they look like we don't even know for sure that all of this is accurate so um i it's hard to say that that lunau is a particularly egregious example of that or not yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe everyone does it to a certain extent but yeah i would i would think that certain people have a reputation for doing that and i would think that reputation would hurt yeah, and and it should be noted that despite all of these conversations, they did trade by yes. Norris. Mm-hmm. Uh, they managed to. I mean, you know, it's not like uh, it's not like they asked for um, you know uh, Bundy and then just like held to that. They they made a trade. They yeah. 
they in, compromised. In fact, in his press conference, I think Luna suggested that maybe that was one reason that this was leaked or that they were targeted was because they've been one of the most active teams in trade, which would which would suggest that they are not having a, a very tough time getting things done. Uh-huh. Um, they, so... traded, they traded Harold, too, although not, not until this April. Yeah. Who'd they get for him? Player to be named. Uh, this is probably it could still be Jolita. <laughs> it could I mean, be. <laughs> that would be. It, it was pay, the Diamondbacks, but yeah. But I mean, it could be that it's just giving the Diamondbacks time to get three-way trade. Yeah, could be. Yeah, <laughs> you have six months to get Giolito, and then name him to our trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, um, so uh, okay. So, will this uh, this sort of thing is this a in any way a threat to major league teams um, actually making trades? Uh, worrying that trades are going to get leaked like this. I mean, I assume that uh, as much as this will spook some GMs, um, and uh, Luna mentioned that his uh, discussions with teams today were in pencil and paper, uh, <laughs> my suspicion is that within you know two years, uh, or actually probably within two months, everyone will have forgotten this. Within two years, uh, probably every team will have one of these uh, without much more security than the Astros had. Um, and so, you know, the, it's probably is safe to assume that at some point something like this will happen again if it doesn't happen regularly. Is it a threat to transactions being done? Probably not. I think I think we talked once in a listener email show maybe about why why this doesn't happen more often or why why we don't get more internal leaks from just you know disgruntled employees who leave baseball. Why don't they just? leak all of the hit FX information or something or, or, or leak other information about their team or why, or, you know, is it, is it, uh, is it possible that teams could be trying to hack other teams and trying to get access to their internal reports? And I, I don't know. I vaguely recall maybe you, you, I, yeah, I don't know exactly what we said, but, um, I, I doubt it. I mean, if the the Astros say they've been working on upgrading their security and, and telling other teams they should upgrade their security, you don't know how this happened exactly. We don't know. They, they say they found out about this a month ago, and they're still looking, it seems like, for whoever did it. And it's, I mean, it seems like it, you know, it could have been just a really simple thing. Like when, when the story about ground control came out in the Chronicle or whatever it was a few months ago, someone sent me the link to like the ground control login page, just the page where you put in your username and password. You know, maybe, maybe someone just sat there and plugged in the, the, you know, first initial and last name of every Astros baseball operations employee. And and the password for one of them was Astros or something, right? It could have been, could have been something as simple as that wasn't necessarily some, some kind of, you know, break in and dangle from the ceiling and steal stuff from the hard drive sort of thing. Um, so I, I don't know. You can't, uh, you can't completely protect against this sort of thing, but I'm sure they have beefed up whatever it was and, and tried to identify whatever the, the vulnerability was. I think it's every team or almost every team has one of these databases where they keep information on everything and they're just too too useful not to not to have and and most of them are accessible via mobile devices now so it just it makes the workflow so much more convenient that i can't imagine teams just going back into the pre-digital age because of the 
risk of this. Maybe there are certain things that you keep in a different place than others. I don't know, but this is clearly the the trend, and I would imagine this sort of thing will happen every once in a while. Yeah, and more than anything, I think that that probably what will uh, both keep it happening and keep teams, you know, more or less doing business as they are, despite it happening, is that there's not really any consequences to this. Like it, it's, um, you know, there's there's some embarrassment, there's some hurt feelings, um, and it's there's some consequence to it, um, you know, in terms of giving away, you know, your hand, showing your hand. But basically, there's not really, right? I mean, we didn't, like, no team really got a competitive edge on the Astros. Um, no team, even if they're sort of frustrated that the Astros' lack of security or, or whatever it was that caused this, uh, uh, brought some of their business into public, is going to really um, be able to afford to not deal with them in the future. Um, and... It's just baseball. This is like, this is not exactly, you know, international diplomacy here. Um, no, you know, CIA agents were, uh, were outed or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's pretty small beans. And so mm-hmm. I think that once you get past the one day embarrassment, um, probably uh, clubs will realize that this, this information at least isn't all that valuable, mm-hmm. right? I mean, especially when you think about the fact that they are giving it away to Ken Rosenthal, like as a matter of course. Uh-huh. They are losing. They are. They are losing two thirds of this information to Ken Rosenthal, <laughs> without. I mean, without any passwords being lost or anything at all. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly not that valuable. Um, I guess, in the Rosenthal cases, they're maybe in some cases able to, uh, to use that information in a way that they think is to their advantage by getting it out there. But you know that probably is mostly exaggerated too. So. Uh, so yeah, who, if it had, mostly, mostly if it who had, cares? I mean, if it had come out sooner, it, it could have been more harmful. I mean, I mean, uh, it could have, but, but, but not probably not really like it's, not. it's still kind of hard to imagine the scenario where, where it would really make a difference. And that's not to say that the Astros aren't right to be, you know, super to feel violated or to be pissed. I mean, if somebody came into your house, uh, and rummaged around your drawers and stole the one sock that you don't have a match of. Hmm. Well, that you know, you you don't really care about that sock, but you're still, you know, pretty pretty unnerved by the whole idea, and uh, it's still a violation. So, um, I mean, clearly, there's it's not that they they want this to happen, or that they don't want to do everything they can to keep it from happening. Um, but I don't know. I doubt a dollar is lost on this. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No, it's it's kind of awkward it's kind of uncomfortable luna said he'd spoken to people with other teams and and maybe if those other teams still have some of the players that were mentioned in here then those teams have to go to those players and reassure them that they they like them and they like having them and they're not trying to get rid of them which is it's um, it's a hassle it's kind of an uncomfortable conversation but probably no lasting damage and and this, I mean, the most recent note in these two files, one of which is from last summer and one of which is from the offseason, is from March, uh, where where Billy Epler with the Yankees reaches out to David Stearns to say that they are looking to move Ichiro and would be willing to pay his salary down to $2 million. Um, and so that was, that was months ago. That was three months ago, more, three and a half months ago. If 
at the, you know, if this had leaked uh, a few days before the deadline and all those deadline notes about what teams they were talking to, I don't know, maybe maybe there would be some way to, to exploit uh, that if you were trying to trade with the Astros. But even so, most of the notes are like, we asked for their best player and they said no. <laughs> so I don't know what, yeah. to, what to do with that information, really. One other interesting thing, slightly interesting thing to me, was that, um, that everybody's top prospects are exactly who we think their top prospects are. Like there's yeah. mm-hmm. like if if you and I were to name the, you know, the the four untouchables on any team, those are the exact four guys that the Astros would always ask for. Mm-hmm. It's interesting just to see how kind of homogenous public opinion is about top prospects. I think that probably once you get a little lower there's a lot of great disagreement, mm-hmm. but probably the top, you know, 100 or 200 prospects in the game are almost and I don't know if it's that they that that they are everybody agrees on them or if it's that that we talk about them so much that eventually all of our opinions uh, 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 gravitate toward the consensus. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting how few surprises there were in player assessment, uh, player evaluation. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, well, can we talk about the, the Stanton rumor for a second? Um, that sure. Luno spoke to Dan Jennings. This is last November 15th. Said we had interest in Stanton. Dan Jennings said he doesn't think he'll trade Stanton, and the only deal he could think of from us that would work would be George Springer and Carlos Correa. Uh, and then in one of the other humorous lines, Lunau goes back to him and says, that wouldn't work, but he posits a deal around Jared Cosart and Delino DeShields, which is not quite the same. Uh, so Dan Jennings made a statement or spoke to reporters and said that it's completely fabricated that they ever offered Stanton to the Astros or to any other team. He called it laughable. Of course, in this in this little bite that we got of it, he doesn't officially offer Stanton to to Lunau. He just he says he doesn't think he'll trade him. Lunau reached out to him. He says a hypothetical, the only thing he could work think of that would work is 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 Springer and Correa. So, I don't know that uh that what Jennings said necessarily refutes this this bit of of uh, rumor that we got here. But so uh, would you would you have considered this if you were the Astros Springer and Correa for Stanton? I think I would. I think I'd take it from the, from the Astros perspective. Uh-huh. But I have the, I have the benefit of knowing that John Carlos Stanton is having a spectacular season right sure. now. And if I if I moved myself back four months ago, I might have had more doubts about him. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. You could probably talk yourself into either one. It's plausible. Um, either way, I think. What about mm-hmm. you? Uh, yeah. Well, the only thing that gives me pause, I guess, is that it's the Astros. Like, if you were if you were a team that expected to contend right away, then then yes. But maybe in the Astros' case, I mean, look how good Springer is already. And of course, they didn't necessarily know that at the time how quickly he would adapt and be good in the majors but but right now if you're the Astros would you would you still rather have Stanton even though he's been so good this year uh, Springer has also been very good and Correa before he got hurt was was playing very well so maybe if you're the Astros and you're really if you're looking at 2017 then I could I could see preferring to keep those two players yeah uh, you could, although I don't. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't look at 2017. I think the Astros should be good sooner than that. So, um, uh, so I don't know that I would just limit myself to 2017 if I were them. I'd be 
putting myself in a position to make, uh, you know, some competitive moves immediately. Mm-hmm. And last thing, do you do you think was your initial thought that that it was significant that this was the Astros? Because a few people I I spoke to today, their first reaction was, "Oh, this is this is the Astros comeuppance. Like this is what they." get for seeking all of this publicity they want to to brag about ground control in the paper uh well someone went after ground control and so there was the suggestion that you know maybe this was one of those people that we've read that resents the astros for whatever reason maybe they don't like how the astros do business and wanted to get them back or or thought that the the astros were getting too much attention for a team that hasn't actually won anything and wanted to take them down a peg was that did you did that even occur to you? Did you think about that, or did you just say it, it was the Astros because it happened to be the Astros? So, uh, slightly occurred to me immediately. Uh, uh, disregarded the possibility. I don't think it has anything to do with it being the Astros. The fact that you got somebody sent you a link to mm-hmm. the login page is why it happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, right. It, it could be. That's it, this. You weren't the only person that mm-hmm. saw the login page. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the other twenty nine teams' login page. Uh, to me, that's not a coincidence. Um, and, and, and so yeah, right. I would and so that's that, because they they talked about it in the paper, right? Uh, yeah. Is that? I don't know. I mean, yeah. That that was when someone sent it to me. But then again, other other teams have mentioned what the name of their system is, and and I haven't seen their login pages, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. Whether it was significant that it was the Astros or not, but it's uh, it, it's um, you know it's interesting that we get these inside looks now and then. Whether it was a couple of years ago when those financial documents leaked and we found out that various teams were were profitable, maybe when they were saying that they hadn't been, and and now we get a look at this, and every now and then the the curtain gets pulled back just a bit and you get a little glimpse on the whole i don't know that we learned a whole lot from this it was was vaguely embarrassing for for the astros uh it was amusing for us but probably not a not a ton of fallout from it yeah i think that's right one last thing Mm -hmm. do you buy the the uh the some of these were embellished or fabricated yeah uh, or (laughs) Because you only need to just plant that out there, right? And, and then, and then you could tell your players, "Oh no, that the one that mentions you—that's the one mm-hmm. uh, that was fabricated." <laughs> uh, but do you? I mean, obviously, we don't know, and mm-hmm. so sure, give them the benefit of the doubt. But in your heart, in your soul, <laughs> uh-huh. what do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't completely buy it. I guess. I mean, I don't, if. Because he said that, we have had to qualify everything we said on this podcast. We had to say we don't know that it's accurate or it's embellished, and maybe this is the thing that was embellished, and it just casts a little doubt on all of it. So it seems like a smart thing to say, even if it were not the case. It certainly could be the case, but uh, but probably smart to, to say it either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... Does it bother you at all that there are so many typos? <laughs> yes, a and little players, bit. Players, <laughs> players' names misspelled? Yes. Does that bother you? It does. I, they need a better editor to edit their, their trade notes. That, <laughs> it bothers. That, 
it bothers me too. Yeah. And, and not just because I'm an editor by trade. It, it actually slightly bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might offer my services to them if, if they need an editor for their internal memos. Okay. Is that all we have to say about that? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we've gotten a bunch of questions for tomorrow, but we could always use more. Please send some uh, to podcast at baseballperspectus.com. We will talk about some of them on the listener email show tomorrow. Please support our sponsor, Baseball Reference. Go to baseballreference.com. Use the coupon code BP to subscribe for a year and get the discounted price of $30. And we will be back tomorrow.